This show is sponsored in part by Fortinet and the FortiGate 40F Firewall, part of the Fortinet Security Fabric for Retail, providing retailers with confidence on their digital transformation journey via industry-leading network, security, and management solutions. Learn more on how Fortinet helps retailers secure their branch, data center, and multi-cloud environments. For more information, go to fortinet.com forward slash retail. That's fortinet.com forward slash retail. You are listening to the Tech Chef Podcast. This is episode number 17, September 15th, 2020. Off-premise strategy, business continuity. How about a taste test of restaurant technology? Drive through or curbside, mobile apps or AI. It's all on the menu, cooking up for the day. It's a recipe for success. You're in good hands with the tech chef. Make a plan to be your best. Strategize with the tech chef. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Skip Kimpel, and you are listening to the hottest hospitality and restaurant technology podcast, where I bring you weekly information and solutions to make you and your company more efficient and more successful. Now, thanks to all of you. Together, we are making this show grow in leaps and bounds. Remember, if you would like to help continue this growth, leave me a five-star rating and a glowing review. That actually helps with the ratings in the podcast and make sure people can find the show when they're searching for relevant information. We are about one month away from Restaurant Next, an online event being held on October 12th and 13th and being hosted by the Restaurant Technology Network along with Mertech. As it is advertised, they are going to transport all of us to a virtual restaurant. I know they have something cool up their sleeves for this, so it's going to be something you don't want to miss out on. For more information and to sign up for this free event if you are a restaurant operator, please visit events.ensembleiq.com forward slash restaurant next. That's events.ensembleiq.com forward slash restaurant next. Today is part two of our food safety mini series and joining me is Christine Schindler, CEO and co-founder of PathSpot. Christine is an engineer and an entrepreneur who is passionate about utilizing technology to overcome gaps in healthcare. Christine founded PathSpot Technologies, which is a venture-based startup of which she is the CEO and it is based off technology she created to instantly detect harmful contamination behind illnesses and outbreak spread through poor hand washing. PathSpot was awarded one of Time Magazine's Top 100 Inventions of 2019 and is used by restaurants, packaging facilities, and farms to encourage sanitation practices, protect our food supply, and create a healthier world. Always relevant, but even more so in today's COVID world, I absolutely love my chat with her, and it is my pleasure to be able to share it with you all today. Today, we have Christine Schindler from PathSpot. She is the CEO of this fantastic device, which I came across earlier this year in, I think it was March of this year. Christine, welcome to the show. And I'd like to ask you, first of all, for somebody that knows nothing about what PathSpot is, um, please describe for them kind of what your product does, what it kind of looks like, and, and, and the user experience with your device. 
Absolutely. So PathSpot is a system for protecting food service companies and their customers from the threat of different illnesses by tracking hand washing and hand hygiene frequency and efficacy. And the way that it works is it's a kiosk style device that mounts on the wall right next to a hand washing sink. It's pretty small, about the size of a shoebox. And right after an employee washes their hands, they just put them under the unit, flip them over, and it instantly pops up on a screen on the unit, either green, you're all clear and, and ready to go to work, or red, you need to rewash. We've identified some form of harmful contaminant that could carry illnesses and make someone sick. And then we take all the data from those scans and we have a 24-7 data dashboard and analytics tool that really dives into hand washing behaviors, hand washing frequency, how well people are washing their hands, and make sure that every location can create a positive culture around food safety, hand washing, and hygiene across an establishment. Okay, so that that is absolutely fascinating. I have to ask you, how did you come up with this idea and what's your background to even create something like this? So my background is in healthcare, actually. I studied biomedical engineering and public and global health. And I started my career in research. I lived and worked in the developing world, building low-cost medical tools and technologies and working in lab spaces on that and spent a lot of time working in hospitals, both domestically and internationally. And through those experiences, I just started to look at how to make technology and medical tools low-cost, affordable, and accessible really across the globe. And then that started to make me think about public health issues with a different mindset. And, and you know, a few years ago, every time you turned on the TV, people were getting incredibly sick, hospitalizations, even deaths from harmful foodborne illness outbreaks as a massive public health issue. And I started diving into that and I was just interested in what was causing these massive outbreaks. And it's so funny, I think everyone's been so focused on hand washing the last three months but I've been obsessed with hand washing for the last three years, ever since I dove into that problem and found that 89% of those outbreaks coming through restaurants came directly from poor hand washing practices. And I just felt like there had to be a technical solution uh, beyond the signs we all know that say employees must wash hands before returning to work that could actually verify and encourage frequent and correct hand washing practices. And so I started building one. Well, let's talk about, first of all, how we met, because this th this is a pretty interesting story. So this goes back to March of this year, 2020, in case anybody's listening in the far future from now. We were in Vegas at the Mertech convention. This is very early in March. Now, while we were there for the multi-day convention, during that time, uh, WHO actually announced that the coronavirus was officially a pandemic. So I remember the last day of that conference, it was people's flights were canceled. Um, I think you actually, you were part of something called the Startup Alley. These were all these startup companies. And on that last day, I was actually, maybe the night before, I was going down that Startup Alley and talking to every single person because I was very interested to see what all the new technology was. And I got to say, I didn't get to everybody because I stopped at your booth and I was very, very intrigued by what I saw. I almost didn't believe it. I'm like, oh, this has got to be a prototype. It's crazy. And then the next day, you won the whole competition in the startup alley. So, <laughs> so kudos to you. But that also happened on the same day that we were all panicking in regards to the pandemic. 
Talk about timing. Gosh, hand washing has become our lives and your device couldn't have come at a more perfect time in in what we in the situation that we're all in today. So kudos to you. I, obviously, you must have planned this whole coronavirus thing <laughs> around your product release. But this is not the first time you've been out there on the market for quite some time, correct? Yes, I have. And it's a little bit surreal. You know, we've spent the last three years talking to people, businesses about hand washing and protocols. And this was important then, as it is important now. And I, I think, you know, the industry knew that. We, we had a lot of interest and enthusiasm around the product prior to the past several months and the increased awareness. But I think that's what the real shift has been is there's just more education on hand washing than ever before, not just from consumers, but from employees. Uh, really, everyone knows about these transmission vectors and and the importance of them. And that's really the silver lining in all of this as, as I look at it, that the world is so much more aware of the importance of hand washing and is putting such an added emphasis on it by investing in tools and technologies and and time, right, that it takes to wash our hands correctly. I, I would talk to people and executives of major restaurants even six months ago, and I would be telling them, you're supposed to wash your hands for a full 20 seconds to get rid of contamination. Everyone would be like, really? I don't know. That seems like a long time. And now you can't survey anyone um, across America that doesn't know the 20-second warm soap and water rule. So I think that there's a lot more awareness and um, and people being excited about being able to be a part of that public health change by participating in the best hand washing that they can. Yeah, and even Apple announced that in their iWatch, they have some software coming out later this fall where it when you start washing your hand, your iWatch will actually recognize the sound of pouring water and it will start a timer to make sure that you've you've completed 26 seconds or 20 seconds of hand washing. And to this day, I think everybody out there is singing happy birthday to themselves two times uh, during their hand washing process. So yeah, we're in a whole different world of hand washing like we've never seen before. Let me ask you, this device is detecting contaminants. We have a lot of technologists listening to the show, and I think they might be interested to learn a little bit more about the science behind your device itself. So we use visible light fluorescent spectral imaging and a unique custom algorithm to essentially auto-fluoresce contaminants that are typical carriers and transporters of illness. So we look for things behind gut biome, bacterium, or fecal matter, vomitus, these tools that really are what carry a lot of these harmful illnesses into our into our establishments and into our day-to-day lives and are good indicators of contaminants. So we are able to look at those at a microscopic level, thanks to the ability to autofluoresce those different contaminants, pass that through a series of filters in our unit, and then run our algorithm over it using the software and the tablet-based system. Now, just to be clear, this is not an end-all of end-all of coronavirus detection. This will not detect coronavirus at all, correct? Definitely not. You know, what we're trying to do with this tool is bring awareness to hand washing in a day-to-day basis and hour-by-hour basis and ensure that we're tracking the hand-washing frequency and also looking a little bit deeper at how well are we really washing our hands. By using some of these indicators of contamination, uh, we can really place flags on if people are washing their hands correctly and fully. And while we're not saying, and, and we're not definitely not a diagnostic tool, we think that by 
bringing hand washing into the this tangible way, it's, it's very different, right? And when you know you're supposed to wash your hands versus you have a tool that's actually tracking how well and how often you're doing it, it just makes it a lot more visible in a, in a moment-by-moment uh, format and, and tries to really shift the way that we culturally think about food safety and hand washing. That's what we hear from a lot of our partners and a lot of the employees and team members who use our, our device every day. It makes them think about food safety more regularly. You know, when there's a failed scan, originally we were worried, are people going to fail a hand scan and then suddenly not want to use the product anymore? But we actually see the opposite. When someone sees that they have contaminant present on their hands, they oftentimes start washing their hands more frequently because they realize that this is so prevalent and you can't see it. You can't smell it. You have no idea that that these things are present on your hands, but the only way to get rid of them is doing a full and complete 20 second hand wash. And, and when you see that and rewash and rescan your hands, you're able to really feel that full effect of why hand washing is so important. And, and it reiterates all the trainings and components that are already a part of the food service establishments. Well, it's brilliant because you found a way to celebrate hand washing and food safety. I mean, you've almost created a gamification system around this. That, that's amazing that you've taken something that everybody would kind of go, oh gosh, yeah, I got to wash my hands to something that actually people are looking forward to and see how they scan every time that they, they do that, which is kudos to you. And we even try to go beyond that and we want it to be something that is really fun and something that you can celebrate, you know, and, and reward hand washing and hygiene and these behaviors across the establishment. And, and we do that in all our locations. You know, we'll have hand washer of the week or, or hand, hand hygiene expert of the month based on how they're using and interacting and following procedures. We can reward shifts or, or locations for being the top hand washers or most improved in their hand washing. And we can even use the device hourly to showcase how you're tracking towards those goals. We have different rings or level up that you can hit based on your number of hand washes and how well you're hand washing or your hand washing streaks. Um, and it's really fun to see that in an establishment when all the employees are kind of, you know, throughout the shift being like, hey, we got to get our hand washing numbers up. It takes something off the manager um, who's typically, you know, responsible for that to just know that the device itself is helping create that culture and, and create that enthusiasm and excitement. Because when something's not tracked, how do you reward it? Um, and as soon as we add in that tracking component, we're able to really reward and identify opportunities for improvement with all the groups we work with. And speaking of tracking components, let's talk about that piece for, for, for a moment. Now, I don't think in any state thus far they've, I mean, the CDC guidelines, wash your hands. I don't think there's a specific executive order of any kind that mandates hand washing. There probably is, you know, from, from a, specifically from a coronavirus perspective in regards to timing it out throughout the day. But tell me about the notification process. All this data is being collected. How can the managers use that um, to, you know, to help make sure everybody's being compliant? So we work with FDA guidelines in addition to our partners and what their sanitation policies and procedures are to set customized goals on the unit that everyone knows and, and is aware of across the establishment for what their hand washing requirements are. And it's a great point. You know, it's not just about how well you hand wash, but also how often. If you wash your hands perfectly at 9 a.m. and then go through your whole day and don't wash again until you get home, you're definitely going to be in a situation where you're exposing or spreading contaminants because you have to wash frequently, especially when you're in a food service environment and interacting with all different types of um, of 
locations or, or environments that could have contaminants and bring those into different areas where the food is being prepared. And so what we really do with that is set goals based on shifts and how many employees are on shift and how often people should be washing their hands based on those different guidelines. And then we incorporate that into the unit in a live display so that everyone knows how well they're tracking hour by hour towards those goals. And then simultaneously, we have this platform um, that is able to be accessed anywhere on a mobile phone, on a desktop, in a different office space, and really tracks and identifies how well each location, especially with a lot of the chain restaurant partners we work with, um, is tracking towards those different sanitation goals and sends alerts if there's any location that's out of compliance. And that can be all the way down to an individual level. Hey, you know, we saw someone failed a hand scan and hasn't rewashed and rescanned their hands, or it could be more broad. Hey, you know, we, we typically require X many hand scans on Thursday nights and the Thursday night shift isn't hitting that, you know, let's make sure that we're really giving them some goals and, and, and doing an additional training on the importance of washing and, and, and hygiene in their establishment and their specific location. So we really try to look at those trends over time and identify where the gaps are in the compliance. And then also we can even dive deeper and really really look at how does this, how, how can we make sure that trainings are as customized as possible? Like, hey, we're seeing that the most often time people fail a hand scan is during the lunch rush. You know, let's make sure that we're taking the time to wash during that time. Or, hey, we notice that most of the time people fail, they've got contaminant on their right pinky finger. Um, let's make sure that we really scrub and remind to scrub in those areas. And it becomes way more tangible than just the standard, you know, this is how to wash your hands. A guideline that that is typical across the industry. Processing more than 7 million jobs a month for customers in 44 countries, Cobalt Iron delivers modern enterprise-grade data backup for growing businesses. With built-in cybersecurity and ransomware protection, Cobalt Iron's award-winning backup is your last line of defense for saving and protecting your precious data. For more information, visit skipkimple.com forward slash cobalt. That's skipkimple.com forward slash cobalt. Let's talk a little bit. Your, your device is a detection device, but let's talk about other than hand washing, because I, you have a great knowledge on this side of the science of, of bacteria and contaminants. So I want to dig into this for a little bit, because right now during this rash of COVID, you see all of these devices coming out there to help sanitize your your restaurants, to, you know, to, to get rid of anything that, that could potentially, potentially cause problems in a restaurant. And you're seeing a lot of, for instance, UV. I saw many ads where they have these, it almost looks like a metal detector that you walk through with UV that will sterilize the person walking through it. Is that even realistic? So UV lights, when 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 put in a location, can passively and, and do passively remove bacteria over time, but it's not instantaneous. Um, so the way that UV works, especially in a way that's not harmful to humans, is it will over time, you know, decrease the overall counts of bacteria and can be used in that format, but it isn't something where it's instant, you know, someone walks through and they're instantly cleaned. Uh, there are opportunities to use UV in a more directive sense to, to sanitize something, for example, like sanitizing a phone and putting it into a box. But you definitely have to be careful with those when you interact with humans or individuals because, you know, UV, same as the sun, will give you a nasty sunburn. 
um, and and can you know lead to harmful things like cancer uh, in the same way that a sunburn can. And so we we be very we're very careful with our unit. We we have no UV properties in our lights. It's all in the visible light spectrum um, to avoid that exposure component. But it is something to look into as you're evaluating these different types of technologies that can be helpful in, in terms of you know reducing the prevalence of illness overall. One more question, and then I'll drop this topic because I want to move on to some more <laughs> exciting stuff. So with UV, UV is going to kill bacteria and contaminants, but once again, UV will not kill viruses, correct? So UV can be used to be able to, to reduce the prevalence overall of illnesses, including viruses, but it takes time to work in an environment. So when you see these lights that hang over top of a, a full room and are over time reducing the prevalence of illness, it's not an instantaneous thing. So when you have staff members coming in and out of a location, you know, oftentimes 20 times a minute, as, uh, as is so common in a lot of these really busy environments, you're not going to be able to kill everything um, instantaneously. And also another thing to be reminded of is that, you know, contaminants oftentimes don't aren't, aren't on the surface of different areas. And a lot of these UV lights, when they when they are reducing the number of bacteria, it's, it's based on the ones that they're able to hit with their light. And so another thing to remember, you know, for example, with with our unit, one of the things we found is we saw a huge spike in contamination the other day um, from one of our partner locations. And we sent a notification and said, hey, you know, you're seeing way more instance of illness than, than you usually would. We're seeing way more contaminants. You know, let's really look into why that might be happening. And we found out that an oven mitt was contaminated that everyone was using. Everyone was putting their hands in the same oven mitt and then they would scan their hands and they would fail. And, and they were able to wash the oven mitt and identify that. But for example, a UV light wouldn't be able to, to support that in any way because the contaminant in that source that was causing the cross-contamination was inside the oven mitt itself. Now, are you collecting data on a more global basis? Because what you just described, I think, is an interesting concept. So do you, do you have the capability of um, taking anonymous data from all of your clients that use it to be able to help predict trends in regards to you know, something that might be going on around in a community or within, you just talked about a restaurant level, but I'm thinking bigger. I'm thinking a community or a city or a state. Do you have those kind of capabilities? Absolutely. We take our anonymous data um, and aggregate it to be able to inform those trends and also to make our trainings as effective as possible. And so we can really look at from a location to location basis. Also, how are you stacking up across other, you know, types of establishments that are a similar size or or similar grouping, you know, how close are you to sanitation goals across the board? How are we as a as a community doing towards these different goals and expectations? And where are those gaps, whether it's, you know, times of day or, or shift types or location types, you know, we can really sort by and, and understand that. And then we make materials to be able to use that aggregated data to support across the board. One thing that we made um, at the beginning of this for, for public use, too, is we took all of our millions of hand scans and all the times that we caught contamination. And we mapped that onto a picture of a hand and made a heat map and showed where all the contaminants really were. To put a little bit more emphasis behind, you know, they say wash under your fingernails or wash um, under your jewelry. But when we really mapped it, we saw where all those hot spots were and we put out a sign that we we distributed really widely so that people could put it up and remember all those spots that they're supposed to be washing. And I think when you look at the power of that data as we continue to expand the number of scans that we perform each day, it really only increases how much we'll be able to impact and understand 
as much as possible about hand-washing trends and habits and use that to inform public health use cases around the world. Now, obviously, your product is taking off. I mean, I can't even imagine the type of sales that you have right now. But And I know you're not a, a fortune teller, but you have to be thinking about what is going to be coming down the pipeline in regards to, you know, specifically, where is the restaurant industry headed, maybe even post-COVID? But I think COVID is, has provided a very a cautionary tale in regards to food safety and just safety in general. Um, so where do you think this whole development is heading and what are you doing at PathSpot to kind of predict and maybe your next generation uh, of products coming out? I think there's a real awareness and expectation that is just more heightened than ever before from both consumers and employees. And what's really interesting and what we're hearing um, from the users or the people that are actually working with our technology every day in these different kitchens or packaging facilities or farms, and they're saying, I feel safer coming to work knowing that my employer is putting an emphasis behind making sure that I have the tools and abilities to to keep up with the hygiene practices and, and holding us as a staff accountable to that. And I think it's, it really comes from that education. You know, people want to be able to talk about hygiene practices really for, for the first time. And that's, you know, a common dinner table conversation of, hey, what's your employer doing? How are they protecting you? You know, what are what are we doing to make the most hygienic space possible? Um, and, and that's really encouraging, I think, from a lot of different angles and, and seeing the additional investment and enthusiasm around technologies like ours and, and other products you know, is is really encouraging and also seeing consumers make educated choices based off of that and and selecting or, you know, one of our locations posts on Facebook and says, hey, we invested in this technology because we care about you and we want to keep our employees and our consumers safe. And then consumers are commenting and saying things like, you know, I, I didn't feel safe eating out or taking my kids out to eat this entire time, but tonight we're coming to your establishment. Thank you for the added emphasis and what you're doing to protect, you know, the world from these, from, and doing everything you can that's in your power. So when I look at, you know, what's next for us as an organization, I think, you know, my goal is to be able and and hearing these stories and seeing the impact that it's having restaurants feeling safer reopening because they have a tool that can track, you know, employees feeling safer coming back to work because their their employer is investing in this. Um, we're really interested in how we expand this technology to be in other verticals, to integrate into other systems and processes, and to really utilize the tool in, in other embodiments or to detect for different forms of contaminants. And that's where we've put a lot of our research and patent work already. But I think the time is really now to be able to start building and creating these different programs that can cover hygiene and all different types of industries. I mean, right now, you know, it is great to look for the core contaminants behind foodborne illnesses in restaurants. But imagine if you could look for, you know, the contaminants behind staff in hospitals or peanut oil in schools or flu in office spaces or, or even the contaminants behind COVID in our own homes. You know, that's really where we're interested in going is taking this technology into different verticals um, with different embodiments. So let me ask you this. Obviously, your product uh, was launched, I mean, and you must have seen a spike since March, but is your product widely used? And if so, uh, are there some, maybe some locations that uh, a listener might be able to go to and kind of see your your product in action? Obviously, if it's a back house of a restaurant, they're not going to be able to, but, you know, are there, are there any places for people to see these? We're in 
hundreds of locations across the country and expanded internationally recently as well. And you can look for uh, indicators that the locations you frequent are using PathSpot through a couple of different ways. We put stickers on all of the front windows of our, our partners so that they say PathSpot verified hand washing. And you can check to make sure that they're using the unit. We also give out buttons to all the employees who scan on a regular basis that say, my hands are verified clean. So you can look for those different components at the locations you frequent. We work with all different brands, all sizes, um, really from farms, packaging facilities, restaurants, cafeterias, anywhere where food is handled, stored, or served. And I think one of the things that the restaurants are trying to do right now is explain to the public and communicate with the public their safety precautions and what they're doing to keep the team members and the, the patrons safe. So this would be absolutely perfect to as an additional uh, piece of information to let the guests know, hey, this is how seriously we take this. Definitely. And I think encouraging our establishments to do that is important as well. And and that's why I'm grateful for opportunities like this to share what we're doing and get the word out there about um, how we're trying to help all these establishments create the most safe and clean environment possible. Are there any tools out there that are similar to yours on the market? And if so, what makes you different than what they do? Our product is pretty unique. It's um, it's definitely motivating in all of these conversations when people say, this is exactly what we need right now, and no one else is doing this. I've never heard anything like it. Um, it pushes our team through some, some very late nights because we just want to be able to provide this solution to as many people as possible. Um, and there's definitely a lot of incredible programming around hand washing training and, and sanitation training and awareness that I think work really well alongside our product because it's something that can actually track back towards those numbers. When you do an extensive training and invest in a hand-washing procedural training, you can actually track and see how that impacts an establishment. It's it's really rewarding to be able to see a location, you know, invest in a a training program or protocol and then see and actually track back a a four times increase in hand-washing and a a 20% decrease in contamination rates from their baseline, for example. Um, And and I think, you know, there's a lot of different tools out there, as you mentioned too, that are trying to promote hygiene in, in different ways throughout an establishment. And I find it really rewarding during this time to get to partner with and work with a lot of those types of businesses um, that do different things across an establishment to also reduce the rates of illness or to identify contaminants in different forms and factors. Big question for me is Four River Smokehouse, where I work, we only have 15 locations. Is this an economical product for us? I mean, can it actually, in today's day, can we, is it economical enough to put in a home, for instance? So our current program and package that works with businesses is, is at a low monthly subscription rate. It typically is around $150 a month for the unit and all of that data and software and programming. We really want this to be something that is accessible for all the locations that we work with and, and try to package it all in that one easy monthly fee to be able to accommodate that. Now, Christine, if somebody wants to learn more about your company, learn more about what PathSpot does, maybe even see some video demonstrations of your product, where would they go to learn more? So our website, pathspot.com, has videos, information, testimonials, um, and also our contact us page. So they can feel free to reach out. And I would love to talk to anyone who's as excited as we are about hand washing and hygiene. That is awesome. 
Thanks again, Christine, so much for joining me today. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I guarantee you the listeners uh, got a lot out of this. Maybe you'll be getting some calls right after the show. Who knows? But I know you're going to pique the interest of many of the leaders out there in the restaurant in the hospitality industry. Well, I really appreciate your support and the chance to talk to you today. And I'm excited to, to keep up what we're doing. But it, my last reminder is don't forget to wash your hands today. <laughs> of course it is. Let's spread the word about what you do and how well you do it. Let's make this go viral. No pun intended. <laughs> Thank you so much, Christine. What a smart individual. And talk about timing. Man, she couldn't have hit it more perfect. Like I said in the interview with her, I was first introduced to her product in March and she won the Murtech Award on the very same day as the World Health Organization announced COVID as a pandemic. Talk about being in the right place at the right time. Just a reminder, September's contest is well underway as our sponsor Fortinet is giving away to one of our lucky Tech Chef listeners a Fortigate 40F firewall plus one-year enterprise protection bundle. It is simple to enter. All you need to do is go to skipkimple.com forward slash contest and enter right there. Every day you have a chance at new entries. So make sure you visit this month. We are going to be giving this away to a lucky winner and announcing it shortly after our September 29th episode. I think you all know how to contact me by now. Either call our comment hotline at 954-302-0851 Go to the website, skipkimple.com. Visit me on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Come visit me. Come say hello. I'd love to hear from you. Next week is part three of this series, and I am pretty excited to have Doug Smith, who is the Director of National Accounts for DTIQ. This company is the world's leading provider of intelligent video-based surveillance and loss prevention services for the hospitality, convenience store, and retail industries. DTIQ combines state-of-the-art surveillance equipment with advanced cloud-based analytics and managed services. We'll even talk about how they are solving for food safety and even how they are adapting their software and services for COVID-19. Oh, and don't forget, at the end of this series, we have celebrity chef Robert Irvine. I am so excited with all the great content I have coming your way. Well, I am out of time for today. So until next Tuesday, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay hungry, my friends. 